Chapter Twenty Eight of the Queen's Necklace by Alexander Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Ambassador's Hotel. On returning to their hotel, these gentlemen found Ducourneau dining quietly in his bureau. Beausire desired him, when he had finished, to go up and see the ambassador, and added, "'You will see, my dear Chancellor, that Monsieur de Souza is not an ordinary man.' "'I see that already.' "'His Excellency,' continued Beausire, "'wishes to take a distinguished position in Paris.' and this residence will be unsupportable to him. He will require a private house. That will complicate the diplomatic business, said Ducourneau. We shall have to go so often to obtain his signature. His Excellency will give you a carriage, Monsieur Ducourneau. A carriage for me? Certainly. Every chancellor of a great ambassador should have a carriage. But we will talk of that afterwards. His Excellency wishes to know where the strong box is. Upstairs, close to his own room. So far from you? For greater safety, sir. Robbers would find greater difficulty in penetrating there than here on the ground floor. Robbers? said Beausire disdainfully, for such a little sum. One hundred thousand francs, said Ducourneau. It is easy to see Monsieur de Souza is rich, but there is not more kept in any ambassador's house in Europe. Shall we examine it now? said Beausire. I am rather in a hurry to attend to my own business. "'Immediately, monsieur.' They went up, and the money was found all right. Ducourneau gave his key to Beausire, who kept it for some time, pretending to admire its ingenious construction, while he cleverly took the impression of it in wax. Then he gave it back, saying, "'Keep it, monsieur Ducourneau. It is better in your hands than in mine. Let us now go to the ambassador.' They found Don Manuel, drinking chocolate, and apparently much occupied with a paper covered with ciphers. "'Do you understand the ciphers used in the late correspondence?' said he to the Chancellor. "'No, Your Excellency.' "'I should wish you to learn it. It will save me a great deal of trouble. "'What about the box?' said he to Poe's sire. "'Perfectly correct.' like everything else with which Monsieur Ducourneau has any connection. Well, sit down, Monsieur Ducourneau. I want you to give me some information. Do you know any honest jewellers in Paris? There are Messieurs Burmer and Bossange, jewellers to the Queen. But they are precisely the people I do not wish to employ. I have just quitted them, never to return. Have they had the misfortune to displease your excellency? Seriously, Monsieur Ducourneau. Oh, if I dared speak! You may. I would ask how these people, who bear so high a name, 
they are perfect Jews, Monsieur Ducourneau, and their bad behavior will make them lose a million or two. I was sent by Her Gracious Majesty to make an offer to them for a diamond necklace. Oh, the famous necklace which had been ordered by the late king for Madame du Barry. You are a valuable man, sir. You know everything. Well, now, I shall not buy it. Shall I interfere? Monsieur Ducourneau. Oh, only as a diplomatic affair. If you knew them at all. Bossange is a distant relation of mine. At this moment, a valet opened the door and announced Messieurs Burma and Bossange. Don Manuel rose quickly and said in an angry tone, Send those people away. The valet made a step forward. No, you do it said he to his secretary. "'I beg you to allow me,' said Ducourneau, and he advanced to meet them. "'There, this affair is destined to fail,' said Manuel. "'No, Ducourneau will arrange it.' "'I am convinced he will embroil it. "'You said at the jeweler's that I did not understand French.' and Ducourneau will let out that I do. "'I will go,' said Beausire. "'Perhaps that is equally dangerous.' "'Oh, no! Only leave me to act!' Beausire went down. Ducourneau had found the jewellers much more disposed to politeness and confidence since entering the hotel. Also, on seeing an old friend, Beausange was delighted. "'You here?' said he, and he approached to embrace him. "'Ah, you are very amiable to-day, my rich cousin,' said Ducourneau. "'Oh,' said Bossange, "'if we have been a little separated, uh, forgive and render me a service.' "'I came to do it.' "'Thanks. You are then attached to the embassy?' "'Yes.' I want advice. On what? On this embassy. I am the Chancellor. That is well. But about the Ambassador? I come to you on his behalf, to tell you that he begs you to leave his hotel as quickly as possible. The two jewellers looked at each other disconcerted. Because continued Ducourneau, it seems you have been uncivil to him. But listen. It is useless, said Beausire, who suddenly appeared. His Excellency told you to dismiss them. Do it. But, monsieur. I cannot listen, said Beausire. The Chancellor took his relation by the shoulder and pushed him out, saying, you have spoilt your fortune mon dieu how susceptible these foreigners are when one is called souza and has nine hundred thousand francs a year one has a right to be anything said ducourneau ah sighed bossange i told you burma 
you were too stiff about it well replied the obstinate german at least if we do not get his money he will not get our necklace ducorneau laughed you do not understand either a portuguese or an ambassador bourgeois that you are i will tell you what they are one ambassador monsieur de potemkin bought every year for his queen on the first of january a basket of cherries which cost one hundred thousand crowns one thousand francs a cherry well monsieur de souza will buy up the mines of brazil till he finds a diamond as big as all yours put together if it costs him twenty years of his income what does he care he has no children and he was going to shut the door when bossange said arrange this affair and you shall have i am incorruptible said he and he closed the door that evening the ambassador received this letter monseigneur a man who waits for your orders and desires to present you our respectful excuses is at the door of your hotel and at a word from your excellency he will place in the hands of one of your people the necklace of which you did us the honor to speak deign to receive monseigneur the assurances of our most profound respect Burma and bossange well said manuel on reading this note the necklace is ours not so said beausire it will only be ours when we have bought it we must buy it but remember your excellency does not know french yes i know but this chancellor oh i will send him away on some diplomatic mission you are wrong he will be our security with these men but he will say that you know french no he will not i will tell him not to do so very well then we will have up the man the man was introduced it was Bermer himself who had made many bows and excuses and offered the necklace for examination sit down said beausire his excellency pardons you ah how much trouble to sell sighed Bermer. how much trouble to steal thought beausire end of chapter twenty eight recording by john van stan savannah georgia